0: A size queen. Noun. A diva who prefers big dick and will not settle for less. Whoa! This has been your Drag Race History Lesson by Annie. Oh, that's why they kept making that joke. Minty. Oh, sorry, Minty. And this is Fun Untitled, where we serve every podcast with F you. So we are going over RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 13, where they skip the mini-challenge and go straight to the Honey, I Shrunk the Drag Queens. Your handwriting is so horrendous, I've misread that as Henry. You think we can name a child Henry and be like, Henry, did you do your <laughs> choice? Henry, did you shrink the drag queens? Henry, I know you're a drag queen named Dominique. Whoa. I know, I got, it went full circle. But yeah, so every queen had to do an acting challenge where the main gimmick was that they had to go in front of a green screen. And I guess the roles that RuPaul assigned them to play was all like very reminiscent of the drag Queen's personalities. One, why did they make a reference to such an obscure movie? The the honey, that's the only rights they got. I don't know, it just seems weird. Like, that could have been better movies. And two, do you think they wanted the Queen's to pick roles that weren't towards them? Yeah, probably, Michelle Vassar said something like that. Okay, Margarita was a smart one and Brandy was the wise-cracking one. If that was the case, I think Margarita was supposed to be Rosé. Because Jose, I feel like, is the smarter one. Yeah. Simone is more, like, you know, sassy and wisecrack. This was... I don't care what the rules was given. Maybe it could have been better if we swapped them around. This has to be the worst acting challenge I've ever seen in a long time. Yeah, I didn't think it was very funny. It wasn't written very funny. And I don't think the queens acted big enough. Like, none of them really did. Also, I don't get why they put some drag references. They should have put, like, a shit ton if you are going to do Honey, I Shrunk the Drag Queens and make it in the workroom. Like, I know you have the bandola Cream Creme lipstick. You have India Fair boobs, and you reference B's. the library is open, but then you did that turn by making her swear a lot. But I wish there was more because the script was really lackluster. I don't know why it was specifically in the affair. Oh, she's known for having giant boobs. I don't know if it's the biggest. I think a lot of queens have breastplates, though. Yeah, but have you seen India Fair? You can't even see India Fair's face sometimes. <laughs> her boobs was that big. Okay, so let's go over the queen's acting in the, I guess, movie, and the runway look. Oats Pockets. I don't know the reference. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, I can describe all the queens and save her some time. One dimensional. Every single one of them. Well, okay, let's, you know, yeah. go down the list. And we'll go down the list of the order of the runway. Okay. So Simone was Simone was Margarita, the smart one. I just went over this. They liked Simone's acting, but I did not. I think See it was weird because Michelle Vassage was like, Oh, during the acting I thought you wasn't going further enough. But then during the CGI it came to you know, it all came together. And I was like, Not really? She did the same thing. Like if anything you give the props to the editors then. Yeah. I feel like she got such a dirty edit this episode by being whiny all the time. You think she's whiny? Kind of. Oh, I had to give up my role even though I really wanted Dominic. Uh, I'm going to complain literally every single time. Like, oh, I got to go act as the role i don't want do you think simone would have done a better job as dominic now that's an interesting question who, who do you think should have gotten each role honestly um no because she would have done that stupid voice for either of them so i feel like that voice would have worked better for the villain oh but i think in terms of who should have been dominic i thought it should have been got oh why because so i think got just kind of has that laugh and the makeup for Mm, a villain. Let's go with Cruella DeVille. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and then Simone came out in the red, fiery hair, in a pocket, denim outfit. I don't get how the hair matched the jeans. I don't think it was supposed to match. I think that's where you're supposed to have contrast to make the outfit not so one-dimensional. Oh, I guess because complimentary colors, orange and blue. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I don't don't know why she was like, this is a shout out to all the emo kids that let me sit with you during lunch and just I Just imagine that hair black. I'm just saying, that's scene. That's 100% a scene kid. Oh. I can't believe you such the furry community, but you disrespect the scene. She didn't know those kids were called scene. Ki- Look, when you're making fun of them, they're called emo kids. <laughs> when you're <laughs> one of them, you're called scene kids. When she said it was Paramore, I was like, oh yeah, it did remind me of Paramore. I don't really see it, but I also don't know Paramore that much. Oh uh, yeah, all you see is that yellow butterfly. You're uncultured. <laughs> and then we got to your little cute cinnamon roll Olivia. Oh my god, Olivia. Olivia was ginger ale, the dumb one. That this is the worst roll but it also had the most lines. I don't get... Now, this is just jumping a bit. I really think Rosé should have had, um... What was the dumb bitch's name? Ginger L. Ginger L. Because if she has the most lines, we should give it to the queen who can memorize the most lines and is actually an actor. Yeah, I think so too. Because I didn't like Rosé as Brandy. Just... We'll go over that later. I didn't like the whole, like, throwing shade joke. Oh. Like, you gave that to the dumbest one? Yeah. Like, that makes no sense. And I don't know... that's not supposed to be like, Oh, she's so dumb, but look at this mean side. And it's like... But this is just... Dumb, especially when you censor it all. Like, a lot of times when you just censor the whole joke, it's just not a joke. I just couldn't stand Olivia talking. Like, she kept pausing every single time. You know, Like, what if we go to the shade button? It's interesting because Olivia's character... And you know what? I didn't realize drag queens really put up a character until i seen this episode. Like, how obvious it is. Olivia saw in the last episode, obviously, but... Olivia's character would be so much better if Olivia was just more like Fred. You know what I mean? Like, stick with the diva. Uh, stick with the polite diva persona than the cute, pure, innocent one. Yeah. Because that's a one-dimensional character, while you being the divalicious diva is more you and fleshed out. Oh, uh, When we get to the whole critiques of what, uh, you know, the drag queen study about each other, I'm going to get into Olivia. <laughs> until then we go on to my girl will say perfection in a can wait we didn't go over olivia's look Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Just, wow, she was wearing wallpaper. I don't know why you don't knock her on that. No, I thought it was a very beautiful look. I do admit that it didn't focus on the pockets as much as, like, the other outfits did. But I thought she looked very beautiful and it didn't look like her normal look. All right, let's be weird. It was Olivia. She had the big hair. It was very pretty. Her outfit kind of looked like an X silhouette because it had giant shoulder sleeves. Yeah, I like that Saturn. silhouette. And it kind of like um, she was mid-transformation of a Sailor Moon. You know what I mean? With the pink ribbon. Yes. Yeah. And then, oh, you see, I can put my hands into these holes and they'll automatically pocket. I said I agreed that didn't fit the theme as well. But it was beautiful. Literally, you only like the fabric choice. And the hair. All right. Can I go to what I'm excited on now? Oh, sure. <laughs> no, no, if you have something more about Olivia to say. I thought it was interesting how... I don't think Olivia... Olivia's makeup was that great but her makeup in general is okay. Okay. <laughs> maybe her hair I kept looking at it so maybe I looked at the face too much while looking at the hair. Should have looked at the diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Will Zay um killed the challenge. I thought Ozay did okay. So Rose was Brandy, the wise, cracking, butch, straight man kind of character. I couldn't stand Rose constantly doing the eyeball thing. Like, doing it once is okay, but doing it three times is a bit much. It's just so hard when you just saw Drag Race UK and you saw Bimini kill it with the physical comedy. And then you see Rose just crossing her eyes and calling it a day. It's weird going from the best acting challenge of all of RuPaul Drag Race to like the worst. Maybe not the worst, but one of the. No acting challenges in RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, okay, a lot of the other challenges, they kind of did it early in the series. So, yeah, of course, they flopped. You had, like, the filler queens. So, like, <laughs> Mick Bitch or like, something like that. Like, that was oh, terrible. Oh, yeah, that was Th- really that That cool. probably was, or is considered the worst, but it had all the filler queens, so, you know, we let it go. What is that, season 11 or 9? I No, it's 7. Yeah, because was there. Yeah. But then this one, it's like, this is the. Final five. What the fuck are we doing here? See, this is why I think a small cast does poorly in acting challenges. Because with a bigger cast, I think people have smaller times. But that is a lot of time and they can just go really big in it. Yeah. While this one, it's like they really are looking for those peaks and valleys when you have more time. What I don't get about Rosé is that she's the only actor in the group right now. Right. Why did she take the smallest role? It's a good question. I guess it's interesting because a lot of the episodes before this, they talked about how they wanted to show diversity so they would choose a role that would, you know, not be who they are. That's why Mick made that comment about Olivia picking Ginger Ale. Yeah. But I feel like in the end, they all just chose characters that they're comfortable with. Except Simone. <laughs> <laughs> no, she really wanted Dominique. I don't think Simone could have killed it as Dominique. I think, had, like you said, it had to be given to Gottmik or I would have loved to see Rosé. Yeah, oh! I don't know if I see Rosé as Dominique. Well, I'd like to see Rosé a bigger role than just the butch lesbian yeah Brandy was the smallest role yeah but let's just say Rose won and I like her outfit F you I like a little A dress Okay, her runway look was this black and white mod sixties. I don't know what modding. I meant to look it up, but I never did. Yeah. I didn't like it. It was just a triangle shape. I just think it. It just looks poofy. I'm a slut. A slut for black and white. Okay. I understand. And it was such an interesting silhouette. It's a triangle. It's like a, it's supposed to be the letter A. Your The dress is the top of the A, and your legs are the you know bottom of the A. It's a triangle. You're a triangle. <laughs> I, I like well, the hair. She had a triangle. And her tattoo on her arm. Did not notice. It's all coming together. And then we look <laughs> up and it's not even a triangle. <laughs> I always notice a goddamn tattoo on her arm. And yet you're not 100% sure what it is. <laughs> okay, then we go to Candy, who is was Dominique. I was surprised Candy wasn't bigger. You know, like the clown one? Yeah. And like the first episode, or I guess the first real challenge episode, I felt like she was a lot bigger then, but for Dominic, she didn't have any of that energy. I'm just so glad the judges are finally pushing past the favoritism of Candy, which I know was hard for them, and actually gave her a critique of, oh, you're just being yourself, and as much as we love you, we want to push you, and you didn't go anywhere. Well, they kept their favoritism when they let her win the lip sync. <laughs> Spoilers. She did not win that lip sync. Okay, if you want to get into that, remind me to bring that up because how Candy did her thing reminded me of Brita filter. But I'll talk about that later in order. So we're going to her runway look. Everyone compared it to Lala Re Baller. It wasn't as bad as Lala Reese. Oh god, it was a lot of similarities. <laughs> just a bunch of small bags. Yeah. I think she had a good idea. The execution was pretty poor though. Where do you think fell apart in the dress? Because at first I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, Japanese Harajuku, I see it. But then like, she kept turning and I kept seeing her silhouette and I was like, oh no, this is an awful dress. I think it's just because it's just a straight up and down dress with no shape. And then the bodysuit Underneath it just clash with the patterns of the bags. And that hair did not help. The weird um lopsided hair. Yeah, because I'm like, that should be bigger. Because your outfit is candy style. It's to just be a hole, right? Yes. Like, that's her thing. And that's fine. But she's just not very elevated. And I just think, like, her outfit needed to be bigger... Like it almost looked like a Utica outfit but Utica would have made it big and like even though sometimes it's ugly like her scarf look. At least it's something to look at and not, like, want to turn away from. But this was like, what the fuck? Real fast. Utica posted what she would have worn. She would have gone as a cowgirl with the face makeup like a cow and then uh, the entire pants was made out of pockets. It was <laughs> ugly. But not as ugly as, um, Candy. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Don't disrespect my girl, Utica. I just don't understand the vision in Candy. Because at first, I couldn't even tell they were pockets. What's weird is that Ajo is a queen known for her crazy fashions. Now, some of Aja's looks are very terrible. You know what? They did kind of look like Raja with the whole Japanese inspiration. Yeah, Aja does like the Harajuku stuff. Yeah. Raja's not a drag queen anymore, right? Aja. Aja. There's a Raja and an Aja. Oh, god damn. Okay, who's the drag queen? Who's not? Aja is no longer a drag, I think. Raja is the one who does the RuPaul fashion photo review. I thought that was Raven. With Raven. Oh my god, I learned something new everyday. I am Oh my god I genuinely didn't know There's this tweet That's like <laughs> Candy says This is a Japanese themed thing And it's like That's a hate crime <laughs> It's mean But it's funny <laughs> Some people are mean On Twitter It's interesting On Twitter Because it's like Half the people hate Candy Half the people Defend Candy I did not see anyone Defending Candy I saw a lot of people Just upset that the Denali should have been Up here in top four Th- I don't know We will cross that bridge later, because why talk about coulda-beens when we can talk about Gottmik? So Gottmik was... Chardonnay, the whiny one. I thought Gottmick did an okay job. Okay, I forget who's made this analogy, but Gottmick for me is always like, oh, I don't like what she's serving, but I see why people would like what she's serving, so I'm gonna give her a pass. Like, the whole, like, at you, at you, I'm Paris Hilton, at you. I was like, you are irritating the shit out of me, but I understand why people would like this. It was okay. I thought, like, the sneezing thing, I thought she's gonna like throw her head back and forward so that their hair would go in front of her to show like a violent sneezing but it wasn't. It was just a sneeze. To be fair, there's a lot of queens that would have butchered the sneeze of being like choo," like really irritating. At least like the choo" was like funny, cute. Yeah just a real sharp pain instead of a big cannonball of pain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think it would have been kind of funny if she's like, "Oh, I'm allergic to cats. I'm gonna sneeze," and then does like a really deep ahchoo. She's like, (laughs) "One. I just need one." (laughs) To be fair, though, the people who do that jokes are cis men. All right, because Uh. they have the range to do that. Okay. All right. You know, Got Mick <laughs> could do it. I maybe Got got the range, but I think Got in somewhat of a disadvantage <laughs> of doing that specific joke. Yeah. Okay. I I forget what I was gonna say about Got but yeah, I just thought she was just doing her Paris Hilton the entire time. It did feel like that. This is the role Olivia should have picked. Oh, you think so? Because Olivia has the can do the high pitch whiny voice. Oh and yeah. And it would have been different for her. Yeah. But whatever. Um, and then Got she was safe. <laughs> well. Her runway look was the whole flashing of the watches, which I think is super funny. So friggin' funny. Like, I just love it when, like, the cape reveal is so clever to the costume. Yeah, and I was... I don't know why, I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah, but you needed. it. I was like, um, okay, she's coming out in a trench coat. I can't imagine what this is. Oh my god, it's my favorite joke as a child. <laughs> I don't have to have a messed up child. Not the flash knew this thing but like a salesman like do you want to watch I, I blame ed ed and eddie oh, i like that cartoon i thought it was very clever it was very funny and then the dress of the gold watches is beautiful it was very pretty kind of show girly. yeah and then um rosé simone got high praise got me kind of got middle imo oh I yeah i saw it no, no that's true because i thought rosé and got make that did the best but the judges like simone yeah so it was the judges always like simone for acting yeah i don't know it's hard with queens with big personalities like we said like you just gotta be yourself but i don't know this season seems so fake with all these characters a little bit and the favoritism oh the favoritism don't get me started on the favoritism i have a question what did you think about the conversation about oh i wish there was representation of me on screen and then i could have came out faster I've always struggled with the importance of representation in media. Like, I've always watched videos of people explaining it. I don't think I've really found an explanation that made sense to me, but I felt like at least this explanation was different. Yeah. So it was interesting that the perspective was to, like, find out more about yourself through people on TV, or that at least it makes other people more comfortable with people like you because they see a person similar to you on TV. I don't know if I really get it, but at least it's a different explanation that will help me to one day figure out my own answer to that question. I really do, like, got mixed explanation of, oh, I didn't know, you know, the whole trans Male could be feminine. I thought it was always just you have to be Ken or Barbie. Yeah, that made a lot of sense. Yeah, and this is personally as a non-binary person who an ace. Well, for the longest time, I didn't know I was non-binary. I thought I was just very uncomfortable being called a woman by like the waiters, by my all-girl school, yada yada. And I didn't really care about genders. Like when we was little, I was like, oh, I want to be Fred from Scooby-Doo. I don't want to be Velma or Daphne. I want to be the guy. And I didn't understand that. I I thought I was just a weird kid. And then I go on Tumblr and then I actually meet someone you know non-binary and I'm like oh that makes so much sense now. So I think for me representation isn't as important as it is to like gay people who like their entire identity is around being gay. But for me I'm like yeah I don't care really if people don't see me as non-binary. That's just you know not what society's ready for yet so I'll wait. So I thought this was an interesting conversation. But you know it is kind of nice to have representation Because I feel like so many shows are still stuck with, like, old jokes or outdated jokes or, like, stereotypes from the 50s. See, okay, I wouldn't mind stereotypes from the 50s if we kept our bedrooms apart in the bed. You know what I mean? Like, the Mr. and the Mrs. beds should be apart if we're going to keep these values from the 50s. (laughs) No, I mean, the idea (laughs) is, like, yeah, those are fine if we were still doing them. Yes. (laughs) But they're not fine. So at least representation at least shows an idea of progress. Mm. of acknowledgement of who's out in the world. Yeah. Anyways, that's just the rep talk. Now we get to the bottom two, Candy vs. Olivia. Okay, sorry, real quick, I want to talk about what did you think about all the queens picking Olivia as, like, the one they thought should go home? Okay, you can clearly tell that everyone has a favoritism towards Candy, because when people are like, I feel like a lot of people change, like, I'm not the same person I was when I entered the workroom, Olivia still is, and I'm like, bitch, how did Candy change? How did Simone change? Like, maybe they change a lot off-camera and they don't talk about it, but I'm I'm like I feel like Candy's still being a basic asshole she was from day one She Candy is physically unable to take critiques she will literally have a panic attack if she gets bad critiques and then like how do how can you say she changed and developed? Meanwhile Olivia is friggin trying and she comes out with better outfits than Candy like every week. But you know there's, there's that weird other side of the coin yeah. where Rose was like oh Olivia it's cute that you want to come here and explore but we didn't come here to do that. And it's like, so half of you guys want to change, because like comic changed a lot, because she talks about how like, I didn't think I could do this, which a lot of it is comedy and roasting, and like now she's like, I think I can do this. She says that like every week, I didn't think I could dance, but I did dance. I didn't think I could roast, I did roast. I didn't think I could act, yada yada. Yeah, which I think is great because it's like watching a queen go from their regular season, and then being like a phenomenal star on All Stars. You know, Tatiana, Detox, Katia, Bella the Cram. <laughs> That's the, yeah, that is the things you look for so also Michelle Vassar specifically said I'm here to help you become a better drag queen so it's like you are supposed to change you are supposed to be challenging yourself and evolving I usually agree with whatever Rosé says but in this Untucked I hated everything Rosé said to Olivia and I just think Rosé does not like Olivia because Rosé has talked shit about Olivia since episode 1 oh she has? yeah because Rosé was like I met Olivia when she just Started drag, it was like two years ago, so Olivia hasn't been doing drag that long, so she does not belong in this competition. I don't know, they keep shitting on younger queens when like, Aquaria did fine. Yeah, Aquaria won and she was like 19. Even Tyra Sanchez was like 19 when she won. Yeah, and even Bibini in the UK, she came in rusty and then she killed her in the second half. Yeah, th- there's a lot of queens who've only been doing it for a very short amount of time. And Olivia's hairs are great, her makeup is great, her outfits are fantastic. Maybe she can't get out of her comfort zone, but that's not necessarily an age-related problem. Yeah. Or an experience-related problem. I I don't know, I think Rosé is just on this high horse because, to be honest, she's been doing extremely well in this season and has never really gotten on the bottom except the makeover video, which was somewhat her fault, but also somewhat Tina's fault. I also think maybe the queens, they're either really attached to candy or they honestly scared of Candy. I mean, look at Candy and Denali. I thought the same thing. I thought no one is going to say Candy because they don't want to get that snap back. And like they don't want to deal with that shit, you know? Like honestly I did think Candy's outfit made her worse than Olivia and Candy was probably last place for this week. For sure. Who do you think was better Candy or Olivia? Candy was a better actor. Okay. Candy had a terrible outfit. I hate the fact that you could see her panties in that dress. Oh I always hate a panty look. There's something I wanted to say about this whole thing but I forgot so you guys are saved. The last thing I wanted bring up about another thing i didn't like what rose said was how like oh look at how candy like Ugh. snaps back look at that Ugh. energy that clearly means she wants it more while you're just poised it's like no rose just like how people have different means of grieving people have different means of celebrating lamenting like energy level doesn't matter because otherwise trump scream about how much he thinks it's the immigrants fault that we should build a wall that the bleach in your veins is gonna cure covet then everything he says is true because he's yelling at it at the top of his lungs while like Anthony Fauci is just saying it in a very precise and poised manner. What you just said is totally wrong. I just, again, I think this is unfortunate because I say it over and over again, the editing this season feels off to me and the Rose saying, oh, at least Candy's willing to fight back when that judge said, oh, I like how Candy snapped back but then because the editing focuses on Candy snapping back because that's good drama that's all we know candy is the person who keeps snapping back whenever she gets critiqued you think candy has too much of a villain edit not the worst but i do think um she's unfortunately a victim of the poc villain edit like um what's that one season four go back to party city oh fifi or Hair, yeah oh is the villain edit usually poc oh okay so yeah, someone who's more educated than me can tell you all the examples. But this season's example is that you have Uruka and Candy. And Uruka doesn't really get a villain edit. It's a, ooh, I'm so awkward. Meanwhile, Candy just gets all the bitching edits. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if I always agree with like edits is what ruin a person. Because the footage is still there. They can't add the footage. Yeah. Maybe they can take out footage or change the order. I mean, you said what you said and the edits is going to make an interesting show. Thanks for the t- um, Tamisha Iman reference. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's another queen who's... I think it's Roxy Andrews. She came back from All Stars 2 who had this attitude of like, yeah, I was bitchy and I can't blame the edits because it's uh, all true. Yeah. But, you know, edits side, she's still going on the bottom and... Okay, this is what I don't care for. So Candy Mrs. Olivia to Stronger by by Cher? Strong Enough by Shire. Fantastic song. I know, we should listen to that more. Anyways, okay, I think when the judges laugh at Candy pointing at Olivia, that was just like an antithesis. Not antithesis. What's the antonym of antithesis? Epitome. Epitome of the judges just laughing at anything Candy does. And when Candy did the whole glitter, when the song almost ended, I was like, why didn't you do that in the middle of the chorus? Did you only do that at the end because you got tired? And this is what I don't care for. The pops and gimmicks in the lip sync is nice, but it's a gimmick that's carrying you. Like when Britta Filter did the little fireworks during Let It Go, I was like, Alright, you didn't have to. I know this was your third lip sync, but that's... it's just... We're not judging you on if you can do glitter. It is a cheap gimmick and this gimmick didn't really match the song, it matched the outfit. It sucks when a dancer has to dance to a slow song though because you can't really do flips and stuff. I'm sure if Elliot was here, she'd be <laughs> able to figure it out. No, I'm telling you, this season I don't think anyone did a flip. In season t- either 12 or 11, no, season 11, you ca- you saw Brooklyn Heights and Evie Ali keep doing circus ole. In season 12, I don't think there's any dances. If there was any dances, I wouldn't have seen so many goddamn TikTok dances in the finale. Yeah, you know, to be fair, I don't think season 12 had very strong dances. Yeah, none of the lip syncs was anything to write home about. But then we got spoiled with All-Star 5. Oh, All-Star 5 is so good. Oh my god. E- even, like, the contestants who went the assassin was pretty <laughs> good. Holy shit. And then we get season 13, where they did have a lot of dances. But in the end, it's like, oh, all the dancers went home. What the fuck? Yeah, we just gotta see Jose kill it. Yeah, which, by the way, still confused if the next episode is a finale or not. I think it is, but who knows? Because it's not called the grand finale. It's called getting lucky. But yeah, the fact that Candy was already saved in a double chanté when she should have lost makes me believe that judges are physically unable to send Candy home. I think it's more of a production decision than a talent decision decision (laughs) okay who do you think is gonna win if it's gonna be a lip sync battle I gotta say it's Rosé because... It looks I, like a music video challenge. Well, that's the final four. Like we said, we don't know if it's going to be down to the final three or four. Okay. So if it's going to be a lip sync, I would say Rosé's going to have it in the bag no matter what. If it's going to be reliant on this um music video, I think it'll be Gottmik. I think Gottmik will win no matter what because her outfits are fantastic. And she's going to be dancing fantastic outfits. While wow, Rosé's outfits are somewhat questionable. How dare you. I'm going to grab all my tools and leave until you issue me an apology. You have tools? Yeah, I'm like Rosé tools. <laughs> God, it took you a while. Bye.